If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Yeah, I'ma try again, hey, picking up my pen, yeah, digging deep. Hey, Jason, what's going on? <laughs> That's sick, man. Oh, I don't, don't want to talk. Let's you know not what? talk. Let's just keep listening. <laughs> just keep listening. <laughs> oh, here we go with the theme of new uh, Intro, uh, intros. Yeah, this one's yeah. a little different, though, because I don't think we're going to keep that one, obviously. Yeah, man, that would be cool, though. We, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we could afford that one. So. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. try to make our own music so we don't have to pay royalties, <laughs> but the reason why we opened up with that... Uh, with that song is because we have uh, the artist on uh, today. Nice. So, uh, and we're going to get to him in one second. But first, Jason, how you doing, brother? Man, I am doing awesome. You know, you know that that uh, just that just that smooth, easy feeling. Uh, there, there's, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but it's okay. No, you know, do. we we could be positive right now, right? Yeah, we absolutely. We can say good stuff. Like like life is just awesome. It's just going. I said like, on Facebook about six months ago, I said, I don't know about the rest of you guys, and I'm not trying to be crass, but yeah. I've had the best year ever yeah. during uh, COVID. Right. Uh, the Lord has provided. Uh, you know, first of all, uh, me, you and I own our own business. Yep, I, yep. I homeschool, so my kids don't go to school, yeah. you know, public school anyway. So it's like nothing changed for us. Mm-hmm. We were like home, dad's home, always anyway. It's. I don't even think my kids know that there's a coronavirus going on. I know, I know. It's, it's it is pretty amazing. So you're not you're not talking them into wearing the new um, nose covering. Have you did you see? Actually, you, yeah, you liked my post. Yeah, yeah, I laughed so hard. You said Mexico said hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, right. We got double mask Mexico America. Just, we yeah. got nose masks. Mexico just said to the scientific community, "Hey, hold my beer." And it's a oh new uh, it's a new nose covering rather than the whole face covering. But I guess you put that nose covering underneath your three masks that you wear on your face. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. On top of yeah, so okay. But hey, let's get let's get into it here. Yeah, uh, we have today on the podcast. He's an apologist. He's the host of that deity though podcast. He's got a new EP out called Terrible Gods. We have Mister E C Holmes on the podcast. How are you, sir? Oh man, I'm good. I'm good. How you guys doing? Awesome. Awesome. So this is a little tired, but I'm here. Right. (laughs) So this is another one of those connections where you just get online, then you stumble across the podcast. I've listened to a few of those episodes. Uh, He's a brother in the Lord. And then, of course, uh, one night I listened to the entire EP while doing a, 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 not Facebook, Instagram Live. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, had a little Melbeck, Argentine and Melbeck wine going. Okay. Listen to a little uh, Vision, Terrible Gods EP. Kind of a weird combo. <coughs> yeah, Usually I'm yeah. a bourbon guy, but that <laughs> yeah, night yeah. I it worked. a little but wine. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> and I fell in love with it. I'm <laughs> yeah. always looking for new, good quality music anyway, yep. and also looking for good podcasts. Some and great production on that, e- man. E- oh, it's great. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I appreciate it. And uh, EC had both of those. So I said, man, we got to get you on the podcast and talk because he also is really focused on, obviously, in the podcast uh, title, The Deity of Christ, uh, Christ Preeminence, Apologetics. Love it. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to have him come on? Oh, yeah. And I know we talked about this, Jason. Mm-hmm. And just talk a little bit about what apologetics is. Why Why is it Im- important to Christians? What are some foundational things that most Christians should be able to answer? Because unfortunately... Um, I know a lot of believers that have been in church for a long time, and you ask them some very simple doctrinal, theological, or apologetic kind of questions, mm-hmm. and they don't have an answer. Right. And I said, look at I'm coming to you in love as a brother in Christ. Let me tell you something. You get out in the world, and you're talking to a Jehovah Witness, a Mormon, an atheist, a secularist, a humanist, uh, you know, anyone, they're going to be a little more, uh, you know, forthcoming or, or pushy than I am, so you better know the answer to these questions. You mean you can't just... Uh run away and say, Jesus loves you. And then you just run the other way. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, I, God can use anything. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. effective it would be. Uh, what I found, unfortunately, is a lot of people would just say, uh, well, the Bible, that's what the Bible says. Right. Right. And the minute you have a non-believer, atheist, whatever, that just goes, well, I don't appeal to the authority of scripture. Right. Uh, give me an answer. Give me an answer. Why you would believe that they kind of clam up. So, uh, EC, for our listeners, can you just give us a little bit of background on who you are, maybe a little bit about how the podcast uh, came about, and what you focus on as an apologist? Sure. Um, Well, I'm an anti-masker, for one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Beneath beneath this melanated skin, uh, what actually matters is I'm a Christian, Mm. um, I'm a believer, I'm a follower of Christ. Amen. I'm very grateful um, for what God has done for me uh, through the person and work of Jesus. Um, And I love sharing that with others. Um, A husband, uh, one wife, um, beautiful wife named Virginia. We call her, uh, she goes by Jeannie. And uh, together we have uh, the only kids we have, but um, together we have three beautiful daughters. Um, Not sure if we're going to go for a boy or not. I'm not really into gambling. so And obviously I'm not good at gambling. (laughs) Um, But man, three beautiful, um, very smart um, little girls who are all at different stages they're still really young um eight months uh four years old and eight years old but you know they're at different places and i'm just enjoying being a father and um you know leading leading my house as best as i can um i also serve as a deacon at my church called the gathering in uh millersville pennsylvania and uh it's a little weird right now you know because of covid we've been meeting for a long time already Mm -hmm. um just a regular service um Sundays, but we haven't been doing Sunday school uh, and other things that we've, uh, we haven't kind of gotten back to the normal routine 100%. Hmm. Um, but every Sunday we're still gathering. Um, but during that normal routine, I'm teaching one Sunday school per month, which I'm actually not sure if I'll be able to get back to because I also play the guitar at church. Oh, and wow. since, yeah, since we had a third daughter in July, we haven't gotten to church on time since then. So, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Hey, I know and, what that's about, man. Oh, man. Yeah, Sunday school starts uh, 45 minutes before service, um, so I'm not sure how showing up 25 minutes late is going to work. <laughs> right. Um, but, man, it's around 2006, I kind of got into Christian hip-hop. Um, I listened to a bunch of, you know, gangster street um East Coast hip hop. And, um, you know, after I kind of started thinking through that, like as a believer, should I be listening to these things? Um, I kind of shifted and 
what I was listening to and I was inspired to write myself. And so since then, I've put out six albums um, ranging, talking about tons of different things, all pertaining to the person and the work of Jesus and the gospel and how Christians ought to live and engage uh, the community and the world at large. Um, but, you know, got married, we ended up having children and that kind of changed, man. Um, I used to be up here in my studio hours, at least <laughs> an hour a day and that kind of changed to an hour a week and my passion for music was just you ever watch um man what's what's the movie space jam oh yeah you remember you remember when the alien sucked all the skill out of the basketball players Um, (laughs) is that what the kids did to you i I, I won't say the skill was sucked out um because you know i just dropped a new album but my desire and my passion to make music Mm, was kind of like stripped yeah um but but through writing music I've really grown a love in it, a passion for just writing. And so I started to blog for a little bit, did a blog called Song of Reflection uh, with this ministry called Attachment Builders for Christ. And I would just take a random Christian song and I would just kind of write out my thoughts about that song, um, the theological things that are pointed out and how we can uh, apply those things to our life. And just kind of use that song kind of as a soundtrack as we as we live out our Christian life. So I would do that with different things. Um, and then up to this point now, um, I actually joined with Dwayne Atkinson of the Bar Network. Yeah. And yeah. Um, after I put out my first episode, he had hit me up and he's like, hey, what do you think about joining the network? And so um, 22 episodes in now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And um, been enjoying it. It's, the podcast is called That Deity, though, and I, I largely focus on mainly on the divinity of Christ and the Trinity and the answer where you have. So that's really my focus. And then um, with the 40 hours I have remaining for the rest of the week, um, I'm a senior electrical engineering technician in Baltimore. And so but that's, that's myself <laughs> in a nutshell. Jeez. What? <laughs> Pretty busy. Crazy, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that, for you, man. That's yeah, good. Man. So let's get yeah. into a little bit of apologetics. So for, for a listener or sure. someone who uh, might stumble across this, what is the definition of apologetics to you? Oh, man. Um, well, you guys know apologetics comes from the Greek word apologia, mm-hmm. um, which means to give an answer, you know, plain and simple. But I think from a biblical perspective, it's referring to an answer that you would give to specific questions that is surrounding the hope of the believer. And I think it's important that we make that distinction as far as the type of questions that we're called to answer as far as in, under the scope of apologetics, because if, if we don't point out this distinction, I think it can be very intimidating for the believer. And I, I think it's for the same reason why you have different people who won't subscribe to like uh, any particular religion. They might say, I'm a spiritual person, or I believe there's a higher power, there's something out there, but they don't feel comfortable enough to land on anything because they feel like I got to study every single religion first. (laughs) And so what I've noticed is a lot of Christians, they feel as though you have to know about every single, um, you know, ideology and philosophy, um, or at least if I'm going to engage a Jehovah's Witness, I got to study it first before I respond. And um, I don't think that's the proper way to view apologetics. Like I said, it makes it intimidating because, well, now I can't engage anybody unless I know exhaustively what they believe. Mm. Um, but obviously, we know the key verse is, um, what is it, in First Peter 3.15, yep. but in your heart, yep. honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. And then we can't forget verse 16, right? Mm. Having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. And so what I gather from this passage is the believer is not required or expected even to answer every single question or claim that somebody has, right? Mm. The believer is not required to know about every single argument that somebody might raise against the truth of the gospel, Mm -hmm. the truth concerning Christ or the scripture, but the, the believer, at least in this passage, um, if this is what we're using as our description or definition of what apologetics is, the believer is charged to do one thing, and that's to make a defense in regard to the reason for the hope that is in you. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. believer, you ought to be able to share why, right? And, and so what I believe is anyone who's a genuine believer, they should be able to do apologetics on day one. Even if all you can muster or utter from your lips is Jesus, right? (laughs) Because he's the reason for our hope, right? Jesus is the ground, the source of our hope. 
Um, and, and, and all of that obviously is grounded in his life, his death, the resurrection, um, us being reconciled to God. Um, what is the reason for your hope? Well, it's plain and simple. It, it's Jesus. And so I think that's apologetics in a nutshell. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Why is it important for Christians to be concerned with apologetics? Why can't a Christian just say, look, uh, I know why I believe. I treat other people well. I feel like I'm living out the great commandment that Christ gave us. Uh, why do I need to be concerned uh, with defending the faith or understanding or knowing it and defending it to someone who maybe either has questions or isn't a believer? Outside of, obviously, the scripture verse that commands us to, I think that would be one reason. But why is it something that we should even maybe prioritize? Maybe they say, look, I think uh, going to the soup kitchen and being more socially driven is more important. Uh, I think apologetics is way down on the list of things. Why should it be prioritized higher for Christians, do you think? Man, I hope no Christian is asking that question, for one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the reason why I really got into apologetics, I know this isn't the question, but I'll get to it. But um, the reason why I really got into it, I'm a huge Packers fan. Uh, you can't see my cheese head, but I have one right up there. I love the Bulls. <laughs> And, um, I, you know, I have opinions about all of these different things that I enjoy. And, um, you know, if somebody would disagree, I would argue, you know, and say, well, this is why you're wrong. Mm. Or this is why I believe. And um, I, I noticed that I wouldn't do that with my, my faith. You know, when, mm. when someone would say something about Christianity, I didn't defend what I believe yeah. um, or defend my hope in the same way. And when I really begin to look at, well, hold on, why is that? Well, it was because I wasn't really rooted to begin with. And so I think someone who is a genuine believer, um, they're going to desire to do this for one. Um, but I think it's uh, important for the Christian to care about these things is because we've been given something so amazing, right? Yeah. <laughs> we've been given grace. We've been given faith. We've been granted and also gifted repentance. Um, and so we've experienced the love of the triune God, right? And we've been called to love our neighbors. You know, we've been called out of darkness and we've been, we've become light, right? The light of the world. We've been mm. pulled from the dirt, right? And he's formed us into salt to preserve the world. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, I think the love of God that we have received, it's given us this new heart for us to, to properly love God, to properly love our neighbor. And if we truly have God's love in us, we naturally want to share um, this hope and this joy and this peace um, with other people, right? And, and all we're simply doing is telling them why, um, why we have this, right? Yeah. And so it's obvious to say that they need to know Jesus. Um, and apologetics is just that, sharing with someone the reason why they can have hope as well. And the only way that hope can be experienced is through what Christ has accomplished for us. Amen. Yeah, I, uh, in a, in a, at, okay, let me start over. At work, Okay. When I used to work at Ford, mm -hmm. um, I right when I turned reformed, <laughs> it okay. seemed like it seemed like I started getting a lot more questions, um, uh, right. challenging <laughs> my faith. Um, uh, just just from people out of nowhere, though. This was like you know, like, like they didn't even know that you had a shift in know, theology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even know that my my theology had shifted. Um, you know, I was much more into the. Uh, NAR or uh NAR, yeah, yep. the, yeah the NAR uh situation uh for about six months, I guess you could say. But uh mm. but I mean nobody was challenging me at that point, you know. And uh I think I could have given them some kind of just spiel, you know, at that point, just about the supernatural and and whatever. And then uh then as I turned reformed, I started getting more questions about like, okay, well, you know, like who made God? You know, I'd, I'd start getting more like theological questions, you know, and, and even like, well, it was, God's, same, it was God's providence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knew where you were going. He was, right. He was exactly. You right. Know? And then I started getting questions about like, you know, science and I'm just like science. Like, I don't even think about that. You know, all of a sudden when you're, when you're trying to just have a conversation with somebody, you know, they're just like, Oh, you're a Christian. And then all of a sudden it turns into, they're a scientist. All of a sudden they're like, how do you believe in God? You know, because this, this is what science says. And it's like, right. you know, having that answer just to come back to it, you know, just to have that defense, um, you know, to have those real world conversations, I think really started sharpening me more and made me, you know, want to get into apologetics a lot more, like even like the Kalam uh, cosmological argument stuff. And, uh, you know, like, sure. and, and even just like, 
looking into induction, I mean, like, there's so many different scientific topics. And not, I'm not talking about Scientology. I'm not talking about, you know, Christian science. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm just talking about knowing a little bit more, like, deeper into the conversation. Like, you can find biblical answers for everything. Sure. I mean, seriously, right. man, like, like God has already taught this. This is in the word of scripture, you know? Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, and also just not being neutral about uh, mm. your defense, you know? Like, you can't just sit back and just, you know, just the same way you just said, EC, with uh, with Chicago Bulls. You didn't, like, pull back and say, yeah, well, maybe maybe the Bulls, you know, they're going through this thing. No, like, you were like, no, man, the Bulls is my team. Like, yeah. don't talk right. about them, you know? Like, so it's the same with, you know, I mean, hopefully on a deeper level with Christianity, with your, with your faith. But, uh, but yeah, like, so where, how would you apply some of that, like not being neutral into a situation where you are sharing the gospel, EC, like, like, how would you bring the apologetics into a conversation where somebody's just going all over the place? You know, what, what would your advice be, you know, for that situation? Yeah. Uh, well, one thing I wanted to ask you really quick, do you think that those questions just came up because you, you know, you became reformed and all of a sudden you get all of these questions or do you think it was because as you started to think through what you believed on a deeper level when you started to study scripture, do you think it actually gave you discernment and gave you more of an awareness of things that were theologically off? Um, yeah. And so it's like, man, I was just studying these things. Now, hold on, something's wrong with that. And then right. so you start to see all these EC, things that you were kind of blind to before. You see, it's, it's because I paid them. I paid yeah, yeah. people to go do that <laughs> yeah. to him at work, to I, test him. I mean, for sure, it was it was me getting sharpened and me like thinking even even more into my Christian walk. I mean, before I was such a passive, like a passive Christian that barely read his Bible, somebody would say something about, you know, whatever. And I would just be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> could I, be. I, I could knows, be. Yeah. Who knows? You know, and like I would have no defense <laughs> right, right. for that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So definitely mm-hmm. learning more about about my faith. And at the, at that time, like I was just like, you know, uh, and not, I'm not trying to make this all about me at all. The, you're you're the person we're interviewing EC. Come on now. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but man, but I tell you what, like check but check this out though. Like I think I was just going through like I wanna know what I have said that I believe. You know, like when mm-hmm. I was I was growing up in church, I mean I was just kinda like, you know, like tagging along to all these different traditions, like, like, you know, just, I mean, all these different things. I mean, I was just like, oh, the pastor says it got to be true. Right. You know, but then I would never mm-hmm. dig into it. I was never able to actually have that conversation with anybody. So yeah, I, I definitely no. think it was God's yeah, providence for sure, you know, in those situations. And really quick, I'll interject here and then we'll let EC get back yeah. to it. But I think apologetics by definition is proactive. Yeah. I, I think when mm-hmm. you hear, uh, you know, when we use that scripture and it says, make a defense, look at, could you imagine if you had a defense attorney and he was just kind of neutral about your guilt or innocence, the judge would say, do you have anything to present? (laughs) He could be guilty. Maybe he's not like defensive is proactive and taking a stand. And I think it is proactive by nature. And I also want to say too, that like, there are going to be things that you just don't know. You know, like, sure, like right. you're not going to be able There's going to be a answer. lot of things you don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. a ton, right? So, like, so like, if anybody's sitting out there, like, right now just going, man, I hope I never have a conversation with these guys. It's like, no, like, all <laughs> of us have that moment where it's like, you know what? Like, I, and this was some, uh, this was some advice that I got at one point. Somebody just told me if, if you don't know the answer, just say it, just be like, Oh yeah. You know what? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Let me get back to you about that. You know, let me me give you, let me give you a secret. Um, Omri, Omri Miles, he, he used to be on, um, Wrath and Grace, um, podcast and they did this really dope episode on the glory of God. I can't remember which episode it was, but man, your listeners should definitely look it up. But he was talking about when he used to be a teacher. And whenever someone didn't know the answer, he was like, uh, you know, the glory of God is like almost always the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. The glory of right, God, right. I mean, the hey, glory right, God right. Is, is, yeah, God is going to get the glory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> so you were. So if I remember, you were asking, um, yeah, just how do you engage people without and being forced to or without being like neutral, neutral term? without, yeah, without right. being neutral, without someone talking you into going into their worldview, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. 
oh, that's easy because it, it's up to the believer to control the conversation. Mm. Um, the ball has to be in your court. If you are on the defense, um, now defending your faith isn't, um, it doesn't, I, I, it doesn't automatically mean that you're on the defense just because you hear defending your faith. Yeah. Um, you can defend your country by going out and actually taking the first shot. Um, so that's not what it means. But you have to be in control of the conversation. You have to bring it back to what we know to be true. Right. And we can lay out the foundation of those things. And if someone doesn't um, accept the starting point that we have, um, don't expect them to end up where you are. Right. Um, You're called to be faithful, to share the truth. And then you pray. Um, You pray beforehand. Um, If you got skills, um, you know, like like these guys here, you can pray while you're talking. (laughs) And and you pray afterwards, like hopefully you left the stone in their shoe. So every time they walk, they feel that stone like, man, he said something that really challenged what I believe. Um, And so just be faithful to proclaim the truth and then allow you know, not allowed, but realize that it's God who's going to do the work to begin with. Right. But we, we can't claim neutrality because if we do, we're really tossing God's truth in the garbage. Yeah. It's like if I don't know, I'm not good at coming up with analogies on the spot. But if you were if you were trying to complete a task and someone gave you this. Or, so say you're trying to fix a car <laughs> and someone gave you this snap on set that has a specific tool that can only be used to replace a particular part calipers um right and somebody (laughs) brings you their car and they're like hey i need you to fix this car and they're sitting back right and and you got these tools that they don't like that they don't accept but you know those tools work but to appease them you're going to be like you know what i'm not going to use those tools i'm going to go about fixing it using their ideology and their worldview yeah um that would be stupid for one um and then what does that say to the person who went out above and beyond out of their way to buy you this set that has a tool to complete this task right <laughs> right right um i guess that was kind of a good analogy right i'm a trade yeah man yeah, yeah. Good, write actually. that down right <laughs> where <laughs> was that at where but, were we in the, that was 24 25 <laughs> minutes get, get in get back, get back get to that, that. <laughs> he gave a great analogy absolutely <laughs> no, oh, that's great that's great yeah but it's like we we have we have the foundation of god's word Right. Um, yep. I'm a pre I'm priest up. So I believe that we start with what God has has said, um, it, all even down to things that aren't po- apologetics outside of the church, um, even when it comes to explaining biblical truth. Um, like, OK, so how do we learn what love is? Well, we consider the fact that God is love. And so what does that look like? You know, how do we know what mercy is or what grace is or what joy, peace, anything that you want to put in there? Well, first, we need to go to the scripture and then we need to understand that. And then we look at that through that lens and then we see how we apply that in the in, in this realm. Yeah. Right. That we actually live in. And so we have to be presuppositionalists where we have these presupp- everybody has presuppositions also. So even if you accept their neutrality, um, they're not really neutral because no. they're sinners. Yeah. Right. They're blinded. They have um, desires to feed their flesh. They're suppressing the truth of God and unrighteousness. And so their presupposition, their presupposition is as enemies of God. Right. They hate right. God. And so they're not even neutral. <laughs> and so how, why would you even put yourself in a position of being neutral, a place that they're not even in? Um, you're, you're putting yourself at a greater disadvantage. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that's a horrible place to, to try to start um, as a believer. You have to control the conversation. You have to con- yeah. control the narrative. Um, it might not sound nice, but that's what they're doing. You know, every right, question right. is really often a setup for something else. Right. Um, sure. It's not often that you get a genuine question. Um, it, 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 I shouldn't say it's not often, but oftentimes when someone, are, you know, when someone's asking, asking questions, they're actually doing it to get you to stumble. They're trying to set right. you up. Sure. They're not coming from a neutral place. They're not genuinely wanting to know. Um, you know, what, what do you think about God? Do you, do you really think he exists? And why do you believe Jesus is God? You know, they're yeah. not asking you because they, they want to gain an understanding. They want to ask you so they can try to prove you wrong. And so they're not neutral. Right, right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yep. Jason, you know that we love reformed Christian businesses, right? Yes, we do. And we love supporting them. Yes, absolutely. And we got a pretty cool one for you right now. Guys, you need to go to RighteousRetch.com. And why? Why should they go there? Because they have so much merch that is worth (laughs) 
spending that hard-earned money on. Yeah, they have some cool shirts, keychains, mugs, and it's all Christmas ornaments. Christmas ornaments. They? Yeah. <laughs> and they're just so cool. I mean, they even have a John Kelvin, uh, the only election that mattered t-shirts that oh, actually I got banned it. from Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. That's so cool. Anyone that gets banned from Facebook is friends of ours. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> and these shirts that they have, guys, they're so comfortable. They're like buy and try blend. They're not that like cheap, stiff, kind of one-size-fits-all t-shirts. They're high quality. You feel good. You look good. Uh-huh. And some of the sayings and some of the stuff that they come up with are just really cool and really neat. Definitely. Great conversation starters, too, by the way. Yeah, and if you watch our YouTube videos, you'll see us wearing a couple of them. I yep. know I have the Sole Fida. You've got about 200 of I have, Yeah, I have five of them. Yeah, I love those things. So It's probably just the five solos. <laughs> <laughs> you got all five solos. So we're personal believers in them, too. Look, yep. at, they're brothers in the Lord. They're trying to bring glory to God, and they have a great company. Go to www.righteousretch.com and check out what they have. Yep. So if someone is listening right now, or let's say you go, okay, I want to really start to hone my defense of the faith. In your opinion, as someone who talks about this all the time, and I suspect I might get an answer here because one of the subjects is in the title of your podcast, what are some good areas that every Christian should just have a pretty firm and basic understanding of in apologetics? What are some subjects within the Bible that we should be looking at and go, okay, we should be ready to give a firm defense of this theological view or doctrinal view? Yeah, um, it's actually more simple than someone might think. And it can sound like a lot because there's so many things in Scripture that we ought to be interested in learning. Obviously, we want to be able to express these different truths to other people. Um, But I actually put together um, this, it's it's a little questionnaire. It's called Four Questions. Mm. And it's four questions that I believe every Christian should be able to answer. I think this is a good starting place. Um, How am I saved? How do I know I'm saved? Mm. What's essential to Christianity? In other words, what sets the Christian faith apart from other belief systems? And question four is, what is the gospel? Um, Every believer ought to be able to answer these four questions on on some level. Um, Mm. Can you guys hear me still? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. I think I might have picked up a phone call. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> let me double check. He's, he's a busy guy. Jeez, in the middle of his speech, he's getting yeah, phone yeah. calls, doing deals. <laughs> oh, I love man. it. It's all right. I, I wish it was like that when I was selling life insurance full time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody call you back. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, um, I feel you. <clears throat> yeah, but I think these questions are questions that every Christian ought to be able to answer, not perfectly, not <clears throat> not academically, but biblically and, and true to, to what the scripture has to say. Now, if you don't mind, I can go through um, what I believe about these four. And, yeah, let's um, do it. Yeah. And then we can, you guys can engage that if you would like. Yep. So yeah, question number one is how am I saved, right? Um, obviously, if you're a believer, you ought to be able to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but Ephesians chapter two, right? We all know the famous verse, mm. um, verse eight and nine, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, right? And so right. you're saved. How am I saved? Through faith. This is not of your own doing. It's a gift of God. And Whoa. so oftentimes we hear that grace is the gift, and then you exercise faith in that gift, which is true. Um, but by grace you have been saved through faith. So what is the what is what's not of your own doing? It's both the gifts of grace and faith, yeah. uh, which makes it not a result of works, which is the reason why we have no grounds for boasting. We have not done this by our own merit, right? And so what the believer knows is that we're saved by the work of the triune God, right? He looked beyond our mess and for his good pleasure, he had mercy on us and he nailed our sin to the cross, right? Yep. And so this is how the believer is saved. It's through God's work in our heart. Um, how do we know this is a reality? How do we know that we are saved? Um, the same faith that we are saved through is the same faith that's exercised to believe that, right? To yep. continue to believe that as you progress in the Christian faith through sanctification, right? And so ultimately, we know that we're saved by faith. We're trusting in God's word. Um, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? Mm-hmm. If we call upon the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. For Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him, we know the verses, right? Yep. Will not perish, but 
have everlasting life. Do you believe that? Yeah. Um, and so how do I know? Well, the Bible says that if I confess, he is faithful and just to forgive. So I trust in what God has said. So how do I know I'm saved? Um, it's because I believe God at his word, right? I have faith. And so, which again, is gifted to us by God. We've all been gifted a measure of these things. Um, and so I also can know that um, that I am saved is because, or that I am saved because Jesus is alive, right? And yeah. he promised in John chapter six that he would raise us on the last day. And so that's the end of salvation, which is to be glorified, right? Glorification. Absolutely. Where we receive new bodies, where we're brought into the presence of God in heaven. Obviously, we're in his presence now, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and so, it, and it's not a, I do want to point out also that we keep, I keep using the word faith. It's not a blind faith, right? Yeah. We're not yeah. stepping out on a, a blind hope, um, but we see our, the ground. We're walking on the ground that, that was laid for us, right? And so we're, we're looking to Christ. Um, and we're we're anchored by the fact that we can look to Christ and we can know. Um, a secondary way, um, not to drag this on too long, but a secondary way that I think we can know that we're saved is by looking at our lives, by looking and seeing that, look, God has done a work in our heart. This is how I used to be. Well, look, this is what I'm doing now. Um, I used to hate God. I love God. I used to hate my neighbors. Now I love my neighbors. And mm. so we have to understand that genuine faith also produces works. Now, going back to the other verse in Ephesians chapter two, these works were laid out for us beforehand. (laughs) So we can't boast in these works. And we have to remember that these works aren't saving us. But just like James says, faith without works is dead. And so these works will also provide proof. And I say it's secondary because we often miss the mark as believers. And so if we ultimately look to our works or our changed life as evidence of how we can know we're saved, when you miss the mark, you're going to really doubt your salvation. (laughs) You're not going to have an anchor. And it's simply because you're looking to yourself and you're not looking to Christ. Um, the third question is, what's essentially Christianity? To keep it simple, who is God and how are we made right with him? Um, those are the two essential questions that I think even all the things that we would see as um, majors would kind of fit in that same category, right? Just like uh, all the the laws is, is wrapped up in love for God and love for neighbor, right? right all of yeah. the law, that's the foundation. So I think this is the foundation for all of the major things. Obviously, the minor things can become major, so we have conversations about those. Sure. But I think the essential things are who is God? Is Jesus God? Is God triune, right? Um, is God um, perfect? Is God all-powerful? Does God learn? All of those things will fall under that category of understanding and knowing who God is and then how I'm made right with him. Um, is it by works? Am I saved because I'm a good person? Am I saved because what Christ has done for me? Um, you know, uh, do I got to jump through these hoops to attain something? All of those things will fall under the funnel of what's essential to Christianity. And the final question is, um, what is the gospel? Mm. Right? Yeah. And so the gospel is actually everything that I've been sharing in the first three questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And, and this is the secret. I love giving out this. Um, now, let me, I'm going to read one of these to you. I'll read the one that I got in my hand. Sure. This is why it's important. And if anyone, I can actually send this to you guys, if you guys, uh, if anyone wants this for their church or for people that they know, and they want to kind of engage them on what they believe about these things. This is a great way to have a conversation with someone and have an opportunity to share the truth with them. Well, what do you believe about these things? And then and engage them. And so I did, this is a whole stack right here of questionnaires <laughs> that I did. He's got the flyers. <laughs> he got promo because stuff. I, <laughs> he's ready to go. I had, to, I had to get proof of concept, right? Because I'm like, I think a lot of believers can't answer these questions. Sure. And so I was like, well, I don't want to just go based on that. And so when I was doing more hip hop, doing more performances, I would actually take this along with me and have people answer these questions. And then I would tell them the easy answer afterwards. Um but yeah, so this this one right here is from someone between their ages of 16 and 21. I have some preliminary questions on there sure. just to kind of understand why the answers are the way they are. They said they are Christian. How long have you been a Christian? They claim since birth. Obviously, that's a red flag. Um, but they also <laughs> checked off that they're an active member, right? Yeah. And so question number one, how am I saved? Answer, baptism. Question number two, Yikes. how do I know I'm saved? Right. How do I know I'm saved? I don't know. Huh. Question number three, what's essential to Christianity? It's the youngest Abrahamic. That's all that is. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh oh, we need some then, witnessing over here in aisle three. Bro, and then what is the gospel? The first four books of the Bible. And I could kind of understand if that's a young believer. And they're like, well, the gospel. <laughs> Oh man, I think I pressed that and it froze it up. <laughs> hey, you still there, man? I don't know. We're getting this weird thing. Look at where it's like. Uh, it? Make yeah, sure you write that just, one down too. It's just freezing. The first one was at nine. Oh, was it nine and thirty-seven? Yeah. Okay, yeah. hold on. Those are the first four books of the Bible, right? But it's like, what is the gospel? Uh, okay, there you go. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah. You just froze up and all audio yeah, uh, dropped out there, kind of. <laughs> right after so, the yeah, sound drop. That's cool. I'll just pick up from here. I think the gospel, um, also, like the way the gospel answers these three questions is that the gospel tells me how I'm saved. Yep. Uh, right. The gospel tells me how I can know that I'm saved. The gospel is essential to Christianity. Um, and so how do I become good at apologetics? Um, become good at communicating the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Absolutely. All of, all of that fits into there. The gospel is good news in light of the fact that I am a sinner and I'm in the need of a savior, right? And Jesus has come to rescue us from the wrath of God. And so my simple definition for the gospel is to be rescued from the wrath of God by God for eternal communion with God. Um, and so a, a proper understanding of the gospel, I think, provides a sure foundation of assurance and for evangelism. The gospel actually provides the answer for the first three questions because the gospel tells me how I'm saved. The gospel tells me how we can know that we're saved. Um, obviously, the gospel is also essential to the Christian faith, right? right. <laughs> it's what sets it apart from any other religion. And so the way that we become good at doing apologetics is by becoming good at communicating what the gospel is and knowing what it's not. Um, and so the gospel, you know, is good news in light of the fact that we're sinners and we need a savior. And through Christ, right, we've been provided that Savior. And um, also, so for me, the uh, working, a good working, I think, simple definition for the gospel, obviously you can build on it because there's distinct things within this definition. But my simple definition is to be rescued from the wrath of God by God for eternal communion with God. Amen. And so as long as we as long as we have a proper understanding of the gospel, it's a, a great foundation um, for us to have assurance, obviously, and, and for us to be able to do evangelism um, uh, faithfully to what the scripture has laid out. Uh, but yeah, these are some basic questions that I think every believer should be able to know, and it will be helpful um, as you engage others using apologetics. Awesome. So as we uh, wrap up here on this episode, I did want to ask you, just because I'm always interested and I ask a lot of people this, so a as an apologist, how do you study the Bible? Are you there with just the Bible? Do you have concordances? Do you have other reference books? And, and it doesn't have to be a long answer, but just what is your, it just interests me for each person's a little bit different, but how do, when you read mm -hmm. the word or you're studying, what's that like? Yeah. So depending on what I'm studying for, um, the deepest I really get is when I'm studying to preach, which I actually am scheduled for the 11th of uh, April. But I can show you an example real quick. Um, what I like to do is print out the text. And okay. I'm not sure if you can see that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Absolutely. I print out the text and I mark it all up. You know, yeah. I pray, I print it out, I read over it um, a bunch of times. Um, I'll read the whole chapter. If it's a short book, I'll read the whole book multiple times. And what I'll do is I'll come back to the main passage that I have. We do um, verse by verse preaching at my church, um, expository preaching. And so um, I'll take the portion of scripture that I have. I'll mark all of it up with the things that I kind of just see. Um, and then I'll be praying through it. And then I'll actually lay out. Now, I know I'm actually thinking this isn't answering your question, but <laughs> what I'll do is I'll lay out the structure that I see, mm -hmm. um, the main points that I see in the text, um, what this teaches us about God, um, what this teaches us about his love for us, and then how we ought to live in light of these things. Um, and so this is a number one step that I'll do. So this is what I got with, um, through prayer and through considering what the scripture has to say. Um, I also would step in and kind of uh, use um, Logos Bible software and kind of consider some other commentaries mm -hmm. um, sure. just to see, okay, what have believers throughout the years understood about this, this passage? Uh, what's the historical context um, of something specific that might be in a text that I didn't understand? Um, and every once in a while, I might even listen to a podcast or a sermon on on something um, just to kind of see uh, and make sure I'm I'm in line with, um, you know, what other sure. um, people that I respect would believe about these different things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think a good way to study the scripture is just prayerfully um, reading the entire thought 
Um, I have a reader's Bible and um, it takes out the chapter and verses. So it's, it just reads like a normal book, which is the way that they would have received it. Um, obviously, um, well, maybe some people don't know that chapter and verse separations aren't inspired. <laughs> and right. so, so it's good to actually read um, all of what's being said. Absolutely. So that you won't right. be led into believing something that it's not saying. In, in context. So, yeah. Uh, you know, what I'm hearing here is obviously I love those four points that you just brought up, uh, what everyone should know. And, and I think uh, listeners are going to benefit from that. And, and I know uh, Jason and I've talked about this. I mean, it is really, if you want to be an apologist, which every Christian I believe has, has been called to be an apologist, a theologian, and a preacher, yeah. and maybe not in those official titles as you think of them, but as definitional, we, we are called into that as believers. And it really comes down to just immersing yourself in the the word of God. Right. I've never found right. any one of those three uh, types of people who have been good at one of those three subjects who go, uh, yeah, I just kind of do a cursory read of the Bible and kind of have some ideas from there. It's like, you need to immerse yourself in that. Right. It needs to be your bread, your daily bread. And and I think that's a, that's a great takeaway as well. Right. And we have so many ways to uh, study scripture now. Yeah, you know? it's awesome. And, I mean, you, you know, I do you, love that you, about technology. Oh man, and and you can right. find <laughs> a you can find a uh, preacher or a, a scholarly teacher or a text, or text, a book, whatever. Man, there's so many ways, so many ways. No excuse. Yeah, yeah. But there's I mean, it all no... comes back to the Word of God. Oh, one hundred. What a man says, absolutely. Uh, but absolutely comes back to what the Word of God says. Yeah, you don't want to be a, a a theologian or a pastor, uh, you know, fanboy or junkie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, groupie for sure. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Word of yeah. God is what we're, we're rooted in. Right. But just like EC said. You know, there are times I'll go out, I might pick up a certain podcast, I might mm-hmm. go look at a certain sermon and go, okay, what are their thoughts on right. that? Where are they at? And it just, it's it's an add-on to yep, yep. just when I study and I have a Strong's Concordance and I'm looking at Matthew Henry, then I'll go over if I'm feeling crazy and liberal and progressive and read Darby a little bit. Uh, what just are you, to get nuts? An, just to get another view. <laughs> look at man, we all, need to ch- we, we all need to check into MSNBC once in a while yeah, to see what yeah. the crazies Wait, are doing, okay? That's what? all I'm saying. I'm out of here, dude. Exactly. You serious? Even, no, even <laughs> Even in scholarly work, we should know right, right. what others are saying and doing. I yeah, think that's amen, another good point amen. we didn't really talk about. But don't get in the vein of just what you believe. Obviously, have a defense for it. Obviously, mm-hmm. know it. But like we said at the top of the show, look, at, you're going to come across Jehovah Witness, Mormons, atheists, hedonists, uh, you know, deists, all these different types of people with worldviews. And you need, to, you need to be able to defend your faith against those. Now, you don't have to know everything about every single right. sect, like EC said. But you need to have a good knowledge of those four questions that he was talking about. So even if you're not proactively uh, arguing into their beliefs, you are proactively defending yours. Right. Right. Yep. Right. So, EC, as we finish up here, just throw out, uh, you know, where people can find you on social media, where they can listen to the podcast, if they uh, love that reformed rap like I do, where they can pick up your EP, and hey. uh, you know, sh- share a little bit about that as we wrap up. Sure. Um, on the music side of things, you can just Google um, Vision on Duty. Um, all my stuff will come up from there. Uh, I have music on iTunes, Amazon, um, Tidal, Spotify, anywhere you like to listen to music. Uh, my Bandcamp is www.visiononduty.bandcamp.com. And you can actually listen there for free. So there's no excuse. You can listen for free. You can buy it. You can stream it. Uh, and so go buy it, guys. Rap, go buy it. And, and <laughs> And don't do none of that two dollars stuff. Right, right. Give him ten, twenty well, bucks. He's a brother of the if Lord. If you're gonna pay, you can't pay too. That's yeah, right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And don't skip yeah. out. Look at we got Christians that'll pay seven dollars for a for a mocha frappa chino eggachino whatever the heck. Three it is. times a week. Uh, but you you got some <laughs> solid theologically sound, doctrinally sound, awesome sounding, uh, lyrically sound. Did yeah. I say sound enough times? Yep. Uh, music. Uh, go th- go through. Can you go throw him twenty bucks? Go throw him twenty bucks for his art. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, yep. can we support artists? Can we support Christians? Yep. Can we support believers, man? Like, I'm sick of this where we will spend $50 on something stupid and then we want to scrimp on on uh, godly art right. and, and godly creative, you, you know, thought and, and books and things like that. Go go pay the man is what I'm saying. Sorry, yep. I got yep. off. Go ahead. Get back to what you were saying, EC. 
I'm going to have to use that clip real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I would appreciate the support um, for sure. Um, as far as the podcast goes, it's also on my same YouTube channel, which is Vision on Duty. Yeah. Um, and there's a, you know, a playlist called That Deity, though. And um, you can listen to the podcast on any platform. So it's That Deity, T-H-O. And again, it's it's talking about, mostly talking about the divinity of Christ, the Trinity, why we can believe those things. Um, sometimes I'll use Logos and I'll open it up and kind of show you the different things and um, what I'm actually looking at to make the claims that I'm that I'm saying. And so um, I do video audio. So if you just want to listen to audio, you can listen on any podcast catcher. Um, and so, yeah, if you have questions surrounding the divinity of Christ and the Trinity, you can email me at that deity, though, at gmail.com. And I just started using the first segment of my podcast to respond to questions from audience members, oh, I love it. listeners. And so on this episode that just came out, um, someone asked the question of, um, is there any specific text in the Old Testament that explicitly referred to the Messiah as um, as Yahweh. Um, and so I went to three different verses and cool. I, I showed why it actually, there are verses that say that. Um, and so, so yeah, if you guys have questions, go ahead and, and write in. And um, if you are interested, um, go ahead and check out the podcast and listen to the music. Awesome, guys. Yeah, so if you're interested in uh, listening to EC, whether on the podcast or through his music, we're going to link all that stuff up when this goes live. Uh, when you guys are, well, by the time you're hearing this, you'll, it will mm-hmm. be, it will oh, be live. Yeah. Uh, and we'll make sure we link that up. Guys, uh, for those listening too, I know Jason and I were talking about this. We absolutely love when you guys tell other people about the podcast. We had someone on our first ever SoundCloud episode say, hey, someone told me about it. And uh, her name, geez, the name's slipping my mind. But she said, I love those shorts. Those just five minute. Yeah, the five definitional. Minute, yeah. This is what it means. She goes, some of those words I've heard of, but I didn't know what they were. Demi. Um, Demi. That's who Demi. it was. That's right. And it's a little little side promo yeah, for yeah. us too. Uh, every Tuesday at 9 p.m., we are on Clubhouse. We're doing a reformed and rowdy room, the only reformed room on the Clubhouse platform. Yep. So if you are on Clubhouse, make sure you jump on Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the first one, it was just me and Jason and two friends. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one, it was about five people. Last time, we had about eight or nine. We, we keep growing. Keeps, keeps going. And we're going to get keeps other going. podcasters Sorry. in there, other people in there. It's brand new. It's mm-hmm. the only reformed room on Clubhouse. We'd like you to get in there. And what we're doing is we're recording that room on Clubhouse and then uploading it within our podcast stream. So who knows? Uh, you jump into our Clubhouse, you contribute a little bit, you might be on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and we let everyone know up front that it is recording. But as usual, guys, tell a friend. That's how we support each other. Uh, that's how we support guys like EC as well. Make sure you go listen to his podcast. It's absolutely wonderful. We love that you guys also are commenting and liking and sharing the content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We appreciate that. That's how we give glory to God. And Jason, did you have anything else before we're out? You said it all, man. Take a breath real quick. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, all <laughs> right, guys. EC, <laughs> thank you, brother. That's right. You guys have all a good later, one. Y'all. God bless. Later. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.